piss, 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 Welcome back to Endgame, Riverdale Podcast, with two dreamy people and also a third person review a nightmare of their show. I am your first host, Odd Duck. I am Daddy Dearest. And I am Don't Drink the Fresh Aid. Cool. I'm just going to stitch this at the beginning of the episode because I forgot to record. We're jumping to the end of the synopsis. Betty Chug? Yeah. It's a very simple episode. All right, what's the first thing? Everyone strips. Yeah, it's a strip search. Then they get blasted with cold water and a flower gets thrown at them. Them being the people at the juvie center. If if someone was to tell me how to write an opening scene of a television show, I would never start it. They all drop pants. Yeah. And then get flower thrown at them. I'm like, perfect, I've done it. Hot. What what was the flower for? It was so soap yeah that was them getting washed before that was their shower but it was flower it was no it was so- it was soap no Dry i mean soap? on river the riverdale set it oh was probably flour. it was probably flower on the riverdale set Dry it was supposed soap? to it was supposed to be like they crushed up soap tossed it at them and that's why there was a shower okay so then the warden sees like has archie brought in to see him and he tells archie that there's a music room that nobody uses that archie can play instruments in yeah. if he's the, a good little boy. The warden knows two things about Archie. That he definitely killed Cassidy. And that he kind of likes acoustic guitar. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know why he decides to see Archie specifically. I guess that's probably because of Hiram. Then Polly and Alice are worried about Betty, who had a seizure last episode, and they gaslight her and gay keep girl boss. That's basically the scene. The only bit that matters of, of this scene is the end of it when Jug calls her. And it's revealed that Betty doesn't have a cute contact name for Jug. And I think that that's insane. Like, I feel like if you were Betty, you'd have your contact name be the little weirdo. I had to harass her until she made me have a cute contact name. Yeah? She wouldn't. She was like, I don't do that. And I was like, I don't care. I want one. Yeah, I really didn't do that. But now it's mean. So that's my Well, it's long. Have I read it on the podcast? Don't. I don't think I have. Don't. So, the next scene. <laughs> then Jug tells Betty that Dilton Doily is dead and Ben is in the hospital and he wants to investigate what happened to them with Betty. And Betty says, hell yeah. I'm just, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know why, but I'm really loving their vibe. This I know, season. I love it. They're really just cute. It's a great season. I, what was the old adage that Drama shows usually just break up couples constantly because they forget how to write a relationship. I like them together. It's really cute. I think they have a really good dynamic. Except for her not telling Jug about her seizure. That was, but so she hasn't told Jug about. But like Jughead being like, "I want you to come on this with me," and she's like, "I'll try and get the coroner," and he's like, "Romance." That's cute. Um, then Ar- you find out Archie's bunking with someone named Mad Dog, and Archie tries to make friends with him immediately, and Mad Dog's like, nice shoes, keep them tied real tight. <laughs> also, there's just jazz playing in the background. It's because he has a record player. Oh, okay, I thought it was it's just- It's not just random jazz. Okay, I thought they had like- <laughs> I thought they had just like- like an announcement system or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, what's so, the actual so, so shit? For you, in your mind. Yeah, that's why I was way, confused. The way this prison worked is you have your little toilet 
facing the bars. You're on it, fully, like, junk out, straight ahead where everyone can see. Yeah, is that how prisons work? No, they're usually against the sidewall. Um, but this one, it's just, you gotta stare down anyone that passes the prison. And while you're there, exposed to the world, there's soft, smooth jazz. Yeah. Helping you shit. Maybe it's That's so why I was that, confused. Maybe it's so that when you pee, they don't see <laughs> your penis. Because if it's at the side, you get a side profile. Always. <laughs> so maybe... Not if no, there's, like, a no, corner. Been, no, 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 no. Because you can hide your penis. With okay. your hands. That's how men do it. Okay. That's how um um stallless urinals work. Is you can so, hide your penis. The penis is a height. It's not. I mean, unless we're we're saying that everyone in prison has massive delonga schlongs. Well, we know Archie doesn't. So no. It doesn't matter. It only would matter if Moose went to prison. Anyway, like Mad Dog <laughs> is fully a square. That man is rectangular. That man had to eat five chickens on set to maintain that body. Anyway. Then Veronica wants to step in as president, student body president, because that's still a plot line happening. Um, but she finds out Cheryl has tried to fill Archie's student body president uh-huh. role. And she's upset. Um, once again, Cheryl has worn no shirts this season. Yeah. Her tits are out. Yeah. Tit shot, as usual. I'm also confused about why Josie is comfortable changing around Cheryl, because I wouldn't be, because Cheryl was being real weird before, but I guess they forgave each other in the musical episode. Also, Josie takes a stance on the Vietnam War. (laughs) (laughs) Is this, if this takes place in the 80s right now, very hot take on the Vietnam War, Josie. Um, if this takes place in 2018, 2019, which it does since we watched Love, Simon, way tepid. Yeah. But also... But she's paying attention to history class. Good for Josie. Did, did you learn about the Vietnam War in history class? And, and yeah, U.S. history. At our high school, we he learned did, about the Vietnam I War in U.S. history. <laughs> then Archie sits with the serpents at the jail. Well, and I he First, I need a rant about this. Okay. Archie yeah. got the serpent tattoo in theory, so that he could sit with the serpents and be protected at prison and yeah. tell them that he was a serpent. Like, uh-huh. he was supposed to pretend to be a serpent. And that's what FP told him. And instead, Archie sits down with the serpents and he immediately says, oh yeah, I had someone give me this tattoo so that I could sit with you. Why? Why would Why would you, why would you do that? And then There's the serpents are like... And it was a flawless plan until yes. Joaquin came in and ruined everything. And then the serpents are like, well, we know you're not a serpent, so you have to prove yourself to us. Go shiv a ghoulie. And Archie's like, I'm not going to shiv a ghoulie. But he should have. Yeah, he should have. The ghoulies suck. Shiv them. Shiv the ghoulies. I like that Archie's moral code stops and ends at really weird places. Yes. Like, he is willing to beat people within an inch of death in some episodes. And then in other episodes, he'll be like, mm. But I want to protect the people that, that almost killed the fangs. Yeah, it's also not like random ghoulies. It's the ghoulies that he got sent to prison because he doesn't like them. Yeah, the ghoulies that uh, also, almost that to tried to kill him, him yeah. after he did drugs. After like he ran drugs yeah. for a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> do the drugs. No. No, um, but he wouldn't even have to kill the man. He could just stab him. Be yeah, like, just shiv him. Would we all shiv? Would you shiv? <laughs> if I were in, okay. If I were in a prison... And my one source of protection was a gang. And the gang was like, 
Shiv's someone that's tried to kill you before. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. And especially if they're like, we pay off the guards, you won't get in trouble. Yeah. I'd be yeah. like, all right, where's the least harmful place I can stab a man? Yeah, like, you don't have to do it hard. <laughs> Just go, go up to the girl like, hey, look, I know we've had a troubled past. I really need protection here. I really like my shoes. So... Do you mind showing me a little skin so I can just stabby stabby? You just go, peek. Buddy, buddy, friendo, can you just turn around for a second? You just go, what's that? Stab. <laughs> um, ooh, squirrel. <laughs> Someone threw a party in the county jail? <laughs> um, then we have the scene with Dr. Curdle Jr. and Jug and Betty where they see Dilton's body. Yeah, it's Dilton's body. I'm, I genuinely have this question because Jug takes a photo of these runes. Later, he like is in a dark room and he puts up all the runes. Do we ever get an explanation on these runes? I don't think so. I don't. I, think, don't, so. I think they fully drop it. This is the best season. I also <laughs> don't think those are actual runes. Well, no. Why would they be? I think it'd be offensive if they yeah. were. I think it is better for them to have made fake oh, runes. Oh, yeah, I know that. I'm just like, no, what's the tape? Yeah, you made up a fake rune for your fake villain in a fake show? A fiction? No, I would honestly trust them to be like, hee hee, we're using this. So are you saying good job for not using the runes? What's the take? I don't know. Next scene. That was a neutral comment. Everyone hates me. It's okay. We don't hate you. So the next scene is a black room for some reason, and Jug puts the pics of the runes in there. It's um, fucking eighteen. Yeah, nowhere has a black room anymore. Literally so many places have a black room. I've been in black rooms you in have? my life. Yes. I want to go in one so bad. <laughs> Where have you been? Anyway, then Archie plays guitar and gets assaulted. For his shoes. Um, the ghoulies beat him up. And then he sits down to talk to Veronica and he winces and she's like, are you okay? You're okay. sitting weird. And they flash through. Okay, let me talk about these shoes. These shoes get me upset. So, the ghoulies take his shoes. Unknown shoe size, probably someone in the ghoulies it matches. But they take his shoes because they're nice shoes. Um, and then Archie gets prison shoes that are like these sandals flip-flop things. Fine. Problem, when they do like large group shots of everyone in the prison, everyone has shoes. Everyone. Ha- not prison shoes. Nor- so like, how did they all get those shoes? If shoes are commonly stolen. As part of the prison. Why does everyone have shoes? They just made up the, like, a rule for our team. I honestly don't like, understand the shoe plot line. Oh, yeah, it was garbage. I think it's fully. People want comfy shoes, and so they steal each other's shoes if they're comfy. That's kind of fun. They're all just constantly stealing. No, <laughs> everyone can in this you prison- imagine how... That, that's bad with foot fungus. Every- if one thing is <laughs> foot fungus, everyone has it. That's disgusting. Okay. The last thing you want in, in your, your prison shoes is somebody else's foot fungus. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking, like, instead of dividing the prisons on, like, age and gender and stuff. It's, it's, on it's shoes. shoe size. So, like, everyone in this prison is, like, a men's 10. <laughs> like, and they're just, you know... So that's why they're all taking I thought you shoes. fully meant it as like a class thing. Like if, you, if you're size 12, you're at the top of the heap. And everyone hates those size nines. 
Maybe they eat shoes. No. Hey, I can what? tell you exactly what happens. In the writer's room of this show, they put out a line of cocaine, and Roberto Aguirre Sacasa went down and was like, All right, he's in prison. We need prison plot lines. Uh, uh, Shiva man. We can't do cigarettes and make it shoes. It's a riot. Everyone gets beat up. We got it. We got a gang warfare. And that's how this plot was written. I want that as the intro. Then we have Evelyn Evernever introduces herself to Betty. I realized last episode we didn't actually explain who Edgar Evernever is or anything. That's because they didn't have it last episode. I know. No, they mentioned Edgar. I mean, they mentioned, Um, yeah. But the guy who runs the farm is named Edgar Evernever, and he has a daughter named Evelyn Evernever who goes to Betty's school now. And she introduces herself to Betty. It's definitely not a thousand. No. No, no. No, because she doesn't look like one. And also, why would you randomly just toss that into a sprinkle in the spoiler <laughs> along along the useless things <laughs> for taste? Yeah. Then we have I'm ca- funny. <laughs> <laughs> I have a headache. I'm saying whatever the fuck Do you my want brain to take is. Meds? No. Okay. I'm just saying whatever the next fuck. Scene, I next scene. Next scene. Next scene. Kevin kisses Moose, and then Moose pushes him away. And is like, I'm part of the RROTC, and I don't want the instructor to see me with you. That's his dad. Also, Kevin suggests that him and Moose go to the boiler room, but they were just making out in public, which implies sex. Now, I just want one small adjustment. He doesn't kiss Moose. He grabs Moose and just mashes their faces together at full force. He wanted to suck a dick in the boiler room. That's fine. No, it's not! But since since Moose and Kevin have never kissed in public, as far as we know, they only ever did it in the forest over the summer. Yeah. Him just doing this at school, wild. It is honestly, Kevin is ridiculous. Yeah, Kevin is being a problem. Also, um, the instructor is Moose's father. By the way, the RROTC is like a military recruitment thing for teenagers. Yeah, we do. We haven't been there. I didn't know when I watched this. It's so clear, though. I mean, ooh. You're telling me that by season five, when Archie joins the military, and they have a literal desk that says RROTC Army Recruitment, and Archie walks up to the desk that says RROTC Army Recruitment. Yeah, but we're in season three, so I was like, if anybody's listening to this... And doesn't remember that. Then Cheryl goes to Pops, but Veronica refuses to serve her because Cheryl's trying to be student body president. Um, And Cheryl gets upset and tells Veronica that to get Archie out of prison, she should check the Innocence Project. And it is only at this point in the episode that the opening credits end. 14 minutes! Into a 40-minute episode, around half of the runtime, the opening credits end. Since since the title card, it's been four minutes of opening credits. Yeah. Okay, so the next thing. I just think it's self-indulgent. It's ridiculous. Um, I thought the opening credits ended three separate times. Then Betty and Jug visit Ben Button. No relation to the guy with the disease. Benjamin Button's yes. disease? Yeah. <laughs> We're really going with this one? Yeah. 
We're really... They doing... named him Ben Button. What do you want? <laughs> I understand that they're paying homage to Benjamin why Button. Why are they paying homage to it, though? Literally, why? <laughs> like, what is the homage? Or did they just hear it and go, okay, whatever. Because <laughs> what happens is, Roberto Casa owns a fucking dartboard of 80s movies, and he just takes a dart every episode and tosses it at the board to decide what homage they're doing that week. All right. Um, anyway, they visit Ben. His mom is there. Um, Jug finds a Blair Witch thing. Is that supposed to be a Blair Witch thing? No, it's, it just looks, just looks like exactly it. like a Like, there's a whole scene with Blair Witch where those things are tied up in the woods. Oh, it just looks bad to me. <laughs> it looks exactly like the... Like, they could have gone to the woods and taken one and been like... <laughs> people did that. They left the setup for Blair Witch and they yeah. just left all those things in the woods so people would walk through the woods and be like, what the actual shit is happening? That's <laughs> funny. Good for them. Um, anyway... Then Sheriff Mineta appears and is like, get the fuck out of this room. And then another sheriff in a cowboy, not sheriff, another police officer in a cowboy hat appears and is like, there's another missing kid. So, so much things. So much things. So many. Then Veronica appeals to her mother and says that um, as mayor, she should say that she supports Archie and wants him acquitted. Um, more specifically, she wants her to support opening a chapter of the yeah. license project. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. Which, who cares? Because in my estimation, this plot line goes akin to nowhere. Yeah. Um, Because using the Innocence Project, breaking someone out of prison, is slightly different. (laughs) Slightly. Yeah, but how would she get her seven minutes with Archie? Oh, it's the Innocence Project? The Innocence Project got her in for the seven minutes and the rest of it was all her? Yeah. (laughs) The Innocence Project famously is only there to get inmates boned. Yeah. Then Jug quizzes Ethel about the Blair Witch thing that they found in Ben's room. Um, Ethel reveals she was supposedly dating Ben and she tells them that they used to meet in Dilton Doily's sex bunker in the woods. It's not a sex bunker. But we're gonna call it the sex bunker because that is It becomes a sex bunker. It is a sex bunker. They might have sex in it next episode. It becomes a sex bunker Next episode. Kevin bones in there. Kevin doesn't bone in there. That's where Kevin loses his virginity. Well, I'm just saying, that's not the first act of sex that happens. It's the sex bunker. Um, Jug and Betty have sex first. They anointed the sex bunker. Um, anyway. They have a consummatory meeting. Oh, God. (laughs) Then Mad Dog speaks to Archie and tells Archie that he needs to be an animal to survive prison. (sighs) Much like a mad dog. Um, Bulldogs like the alpha. Wait, no. (laughs) (laughs) Bulldogs like the alpha support wolves. Shit. (laughs) I fucked up. (laughs) That was really funny, man. I'm vibing today. Now, Archie doesn't have shoes anymore. But what he does have is hairspray. What? Because his hair perfectly cropped. I want to see someone style KJ Appa's hair without hairspray or hair gel and just see what it looks like in prison. I would love if they if it yeah that's what they brown yeah no, this episode <laughs> no that's what they did that's <laughs> what that's like... legitimately what he looks like in what's the stupid COVID movie Songbird I don't even go. know that we... the one that lost like two the million one was just like just freaking forward and it looks like he almost has like a coconut head from Ned's so declassified. <laughs> I do it all the time. More than one shift. Anyway, um, then 
Um, it's revealed that Manetta called FP and Alice to tell them that their children were um, with Ben Button and yeah. they get upset. And Alice mentions Betty's seizure and Jug is like, what seizure? She didn't tell me about that. And it's like, oof. And then Alice implies that the seizure happened because Betty is investigating with Jug. Like, she's like, she wouldn't have had a seizure if she wasn't hanging out with you. Yeah, because she's like, they're caused by stress, and it's, and she's definitely not stressed because I am an abusive mother. Like, what the fuck? I enjoy that Alice blames Betty's seizure on a murder investigation that was not happening when the seizure yes. happened. Yeah. Then Reggie and Veronica meet Archie and give him more shoes. And Reggie's looking sick. I don't understand what they tell Reggie's actor when he's on set. It might be nothing. There might be no direction to this show for all I know. Probably. But Reggie decided somewhere in his heart of hearts that having his mouth facing forward is a sin against nature. <laughs> I love Reggie. Also, Veronica, are you fucking stupid? Yes, she's fucking Archie. Well, fair <laughs> Anyway, she's How do you dumb. know? The shoes provide cover. <laughs> he's he's under like the table cover. doing a nice hooking. All right. <laughs> just, just sitting. No, Reggie's doing it too. Oh my god, Lord! He was at. He's a regular at Pops, <laughs> and so he, he asked her. Speech! 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 speech. Listen, mm-hmm. I have something to tell you. Yeah. What was it? I dropped out of school in the fourth grade to run oh. drugs to support my nana. Wow. Well, then you've never known the triumphs and defeats, the epic. Highs and lows of high school football. This is the best line. <laughs> and this isn't all the cringe cops. I need... Look, everyone focuses on the wrong part yes. of this team. Everyone focuses on the epic highs and lows of high school football. When that's part. not the weird thing. The weird thing is I, I dropped, dropped out, out of the fourth grade, grade. Of the fourth grade to run drugs to support my nana. nana. I have like 10 questions. Why were you living with your nana? Why were they giving a four-year-old drugs? Why were you fourth grader drugs? That's the 10-year-old. 10-year-old? Younger than the kids in Clifford the Big Red Dog live action movie, you're giving (laughs) them drugs to run. How does a fourth grader know how to run drugs? Drugs, it's massive crates. Also, has he, ah! oh, sorry, has he been in jail since he was like 12? <laughs> also, also, 10. ten no, not... I figured he had a couple years of <laughs> successfully. I assume. And I assume after that, a cop asked Would they him, put a 10 year old in jail for that? Or can you be like, you're worth 10? First of all, you can't drop out of school at 10. No. <laughs> Second of all, I don't understand why you're paying the 10-year-old. They don't understand how money works. Yeah, you could be like, okay, here's your cocaine. Okay, here's five bucks. Yeah. And like, thank you. My, my sister at 10, you could give her like 50 cents and she'd be like two monies. You could give her a hundred bucks and she'd be like one monies and she'd want the two cents. <laughs> Ten-year-olds are stupid. This is a poorly... This is a bad plan. What, like, drug runner so guy hired funny. the 10-year-old? Was you it a gang of 10-year-olds? It was, I... <laughs> Fun fact, my, my high school had a, um, like, for a while had, like, Where a Where the f*** in your, what no. in your real life 
can you possibly connect to this? My high school, um, for a while had, like, a gang of 10-year-olds or 11-year-olds who would just walk around systematically checking people's bags and just stealing shit tons of money. <laughs> and they had, it was, like, an organized crime thing. Basically, they were 10. <laughs> Adult human beings were routinely terrorized oh, wait, sorry, by ten-year-olds. Um, my school was middle and high school combined, so it was just like really early middle school kids would just like walk around the entire building and just systematically steal money while other well, people were looking. I mean, they, that does not make it better. They, I think, they stole around at least like two hundred bucks or three hundred bucks. Enough to not pay a mortgage payment. I was on the student council, and I just had to sit there and take notes and be like. This is normal. Did his nana... You saw it and you did nothing? No, no, When no, the no. Nazis... I was, sitting <laughs> on the bench. I was sitting over on the bench. No, I was on the student council when they told us this. Like, um... Our... We do not support John Mulaney on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> anyway, the, the school body president was like, yeah, we have like a bunch of 10-year-olds who are just like... How the fuck do you want me to take this as... Like, what the fuck kind of notes do you want me to take on this? I want to know why his nana was like, oh, my child who's 10 is coming back home with, like, massive amounts of money. And she was like, this is normal. He's like, I work at the grocery store. Like, what the fuck did he tell her? Or she's just a really bad grandma. My grandson's coming home. Both of his parents must be dead if he's living with me. Every day he goes, I assume, to school and comes back each day with thousands of dollars. Or five bucks, depending on his <laughs> salesman skills. Which she must assume he got at school. So insane. Also, what's Nana doing? Does she have a job? Maybe she's Is she sick. on welfare? Is she getting retirement it benefits? It sounds like she's sick. I'm so... So, yes. so so maybe our assumption is he's running drugs to pay for her hospital payments, and this is a weird Riverdale take on the U.S. <laughs> medical system? They took they did a take on the Vietnam War and now the medical system. <laughs> and the solution to all of these woes is football. <laughs> yeah. Like, Archie heard that sentence, did not question it for a second. And said, then you just haven't known the triumphs and defeats, the epic, the epic highs and lows of high school football. That man didn't even flinch. No. He, he was just like, okay. He didn't get bullied in middle school. He went to puberty in prison, which must be rough. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine, not even a 10-year-old, but just an acne-riddled 13-year-old coming at you with drugs. And he's like, hi, mister. I, I have your cocaine. <laughs> You ordered, you ordered the Fizzle Rocks, right? Hey, here's some LSD. It's the best line this show ever does, and everyone only focuses on the Archie part. But it's not as funny if you focus on the Archie part. No! Because the response to someone saying they dropped (laughs) out when they were 10 to deliver drugs... And then responding with, well, then you just haven't played high school football. That sucks. And that's the <laughs> biggest thing you've missed out on in life. Like, this man just, he didn't blame, he didn't flinch. He was just like, okay, cool, yeah, that, that seems right. Like, You're right. Imagine if I walked up to you and I said, I dropped out at 10 to run drugs. And you said, 
Oh, so you've never played high school football? Oh, so you've never experienced powder puff? Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Oh, you did powder puff. Sorry. Uh, because cocaine is powder puff. <laughs> anyway, so we need to move on, but that is our rant about that. I love this season, guys. Anyway, the MVP of the the football game wins the new sneakers, implying that everyone in the prison wears the same size sneakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how is how are they deciding the MVP? Is it by vote? I know this doesn't end up mattering because they all get beat up. But like, had the football Spoiler. game ended, would it's literally like <laughs> I know, that two was a teams joke. from now? That was a joke. That was very joke. funny. Would would like would they get the guards to be like, who do you think played the best? <laughs> How do you decide if like if you're like a center lineman and your whole job is blocking? That's not very flashy. You're not gonna win the shoes. Quarterback or someone that runs the ball is gonna get the shoes. This seems incredibly stacked against the buff guys. And I personally want to know the ins and outs of how they're deciding the MVP. You mean the ins and outs of prison football? The ins and outs of Archie's shoes. Then Alice brings Betty some tea when Betty's in her room. And then Betty sneaks out of her window to be with Jug. Her and Jug are walking through the forest. And they're like, this reminds me of when we first started dating and investigated murder. And then they see... The Gargoyle King! Okay. Can we discuss the Gargoyle King? Yep. He looks like garbage. So, as far as this point in the story is concerned, this character is being portrayed as mythical. And so you're willing to overlook the fact that he randomly appears in the woods. However, upon future knowledge of this is not, in fact, a mythical being... And just a dude in a costume, a king to Scooby-Doo. That means that they just walked around in the woods for hours, like randomly in a forest, hoping someone came along. But they weren't even walking. They were just standing there. Facing a tree. (laughs) So they just stood in the woods for hours, hoping that Jug and Betty would come along. For what? (laughs) (laughs) They don't even change. They don't even move. Well, they were in the costume, like playing on their phone, like candy. They heard something and they turned around. (laughs) There's an alternate take where Betty and our uh, Jesus, Betty and Jug are walking through the woods. You can just hear in the distance, big crush. (laughs) Anyway, then they. What was that noise? We must find it. Totally radical. (laughs) Betty and Jug. May, um, make look at the map at Pops and try to figure out where Dilton's bunker is. Which we will discuss after this ad. Ad break! Now back to the show. So, <laughs> I've done some research. Oh Betty and Jug find out that the hatch to the sex bunker is located near the deadfall in Fox Forest. What's a deadfall, you might be asking, as I did. It is a trap to catch large animals that involves propping up just a tree so that it falls on them. Hey, what? So, what this sentence means is that within a massive forest, there exists one slightly fallen over tree (laughs) that everyone knows of the location of and kind of nearby... This one tree is a hatch 
to a bunker. That's so and they stupid. got it. This show was so stupid. They heard the sounds of moaning and they followed those. <laughs> like but, but but there's only one dude in there. Yeah, so they heard the sounds of rampant masturbation. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, this is a tangent. Do you moan loudly when masturbating? Loudly, and I mean, I assume that you don't moan loudly at all because, as we've discussed, Fresh Aid is a shy moaner. <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have anything to mention? Would, what? Would you like to uh, speak for yourself to the people? I plead the fifth. Mm, like you do in bed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I assume. That if they're following the moaning, this man is freaking so proud of his masturbation. <laughs> then Archie meets with Veronica and tells her they're going to have a football game soon. Then Moose is with the RROTC for, I and I quote, a chow down at Pops. Uh-huh. Um, and Kevin is there and he's like, oh, hi. And Moose is like, oh, I can't talk right now. I'm with the boys. And he's like... Are you ashamed of me? And Moose is like, I gotta go. And obviously he's ashamed of you, Kevin. This has been established. No one cares about the tertiary yeah. plot. No one at all cares about the C-plot of this episode. No. Then Mad Dog and Archie bond, and they exercise. Oh my god, like uh, like Alphas and Omegas? They, they bond? They, they, they form a knot? They're both exercising. We'll get to that. Um, and you find out the warden banned Mad Dog's family for visiting him. He hasn't seen them in two years. Hold on. He's in juvie. He hasn't seen his family for two years, yeah. which means he's at least been in juvie for two years, probably more. Mm-hmm. And then um, he's set to go to actual jail when he turns 18, I assume, mm-hmm. for 20 years. What the fuck did this man do? It's actually shocking that he still has size 10 feet. He would, like, he would have done something around age 14 or 15 he to... dropped out to run drugs to support his neighbor. He too? Well, it's an <laughs> epidemic in this country. <laughs> you want to talk it's, about the way they're exercising? It was a massive, massive drug-busting ring, but they kicked down the doors and it's all 10-year-olds around. <laughs> like a Breaking Bad-style meth lab. So do you want to talk about how they're exercising? You can. I don't. You guys they're can. exercising in time with each other. Archie in the foreground, Mad Dog in the background. They're doing different styles of push-ups. Now, the only comment I have, other than how weird it is to just be talking while doing push-ups, is that the actors had to have done multiple takes of this scene. Oh, yeah, but also they were fully in sync. It's so weird. Yeah. How do they... Which, Archie's not seeing Mad Dog, so Mad Dog must have been like, my acting choice for this scene is to match up with Archie. And why are they exercising? Who cares? So then Jug and Betty find the sex bunker. They see the game that Ethel and Ben must have been mm-hmm. playing. And they see the play, the, what do they call Fresh it? Aid. Fresh, Fresh Aid. Fresh Aid. Um, and the poison. Okay, so basically yeah. the way um, the two people got poisoned was cyanide. Mm-hmm. They just have a huge ass ball of cyanide? How? Where did they fucking get that? Uh, It's actually the easiest question in the world. They got it from Cheryl's mom. What? She grows her own cyanide. She she makes it. No, she finds a way. Aren't they like? Aren't they like? What? 
It's I can't remember if it's canon. I know she plays a big part the in it. The cyanide at the end. comes in the Griffins and Gargoyles kit. <laughs> No, but like it's it looks like one of those huge bottles that you have in um like labs, for example. I mean Dilton is nuts. I can believe he would have And it Dilton's science. from the science department. Yeah. You would still not get it at school. You at no, school. But I believe oh, yeah, did. but like if you went to the coroner and you were like small pills, he'd give you a bottle of cyanide. Dr. Curdle Jr. has been responsible for numerous deaths within Riverdale. This is wild. So then it's a huge bottle. Um, no, no, I have so I have wait, wait. I don't get these chalices because there were two chalices and one of them was filled with poison. The other of them wasn't filled with poison. And the goal of the game is to choose a chalice. If you drink the one that doesn't contain poison, you win. Like the Merlin. Yeah. Problem though, if there's two chalices, if there's two chalices, both of you pick a chalice in which one of them is poisoned and then you both drink from a chalice. How do both of you end up poisoned? They're stupid. Oh, they just cheered like they um like they, they went, cheered and then a little bit of cyanide yeah, they, just dribbled they just over cheers. well that's how that's why people do that like that's why you knock glasses against each other um it was basically started in i think medieval times to avoid poisonings at like large bank uh banquets so if um anyone like poisoned someone's cup um when they cheered uh, it would, like, splush over, and then if anyone was like, oh, I'm not drinking this, then you'd be like, hey, why are you not drinking this, buddy? Sorry, did you say banking? <laughs> you took the... W- I'm questioning why she knows that, and you're like, banquet? Piggy's in a banquet? What? Banquet. What? Yeah, because there's a uh, there's a Q-U you. in there. Banquet. So why would you point out one single word if I was impressing all of you with my knowledge? That's rude. <laughs> The next scene is oh somebody pop by in this scene someone pops out from under the bed when Betty looks under there. Which and then on um, the next scene is that person speaks to Jug and Betty. It's if a you, child. If He's running this, drugs to support his nana. No. <laughs> if you're this kid, why are you hanging? You're waiting for Dilton Doily to return, right? That's your like life's mission right now. Why are you hiding under the bed? To say peekaboo? <laughs> was he embarrassed that he was caught masturbating and had to dive under? Yes. Why? <laughs> yeah. Next scene. <laughs> well, the kid, it doesn't matter what he says to Dragon Betty. It literally means nothing. He was waiting for Dilton to come back. Yeah. You never see him again. Then we have the football game and the cheerleader singing Jailhouse Rock. Yeah, there's like 20 football players and a total of zero asses among them. Everyone runs to the fence to ogle at the cheerleaders, which felt icky to me. Yeah. Yeah, it felt very icky. I was uncomfortable. I wrote down, I take an uncomfortable. I look at, look at me. Look at me. Yeah. He hasn't seen a woman since he was 10. The last, the last, the last woman he saw was his Nana. All right. These guys are roughing it. This is the first time... They've seen a crop top in, like, their lives. I've literally seen, when they have the visitation scenes, there's multiple tables and Veronica comes and visits Archie. They've all seen her. But, like, the run drugs dude, he doesn't have anyone visiting him. Nana's dead. She's not being supported by her son anymore. She passed away years ago. She was never supported by her son. It was her grandchild. Thank you. Right. Respect the Lord. <laughs> Respect. Oh, anyway, they're all ogling, and they're singing Jailhouse Rock, and they're playing football, and it's all well, and then Hiram shows up, 
um, at the jail, and he tells Veronica that he has a warden in his pocket, and he can make it really hard for Archie. And then yeah, at the can. moment, Hiram shows up, the warden or one of the guards says, oh, they're playing football. It's a riot, and they release all the police people with little, like, batons. hats and batons. Yeah, like, right. Is it yeah. just me, or did this feel very British? It was very British. That's okay. Oh, my God. I was fully expecting to be ridiculed for that. No. Huh? Did it not was... feel British for you? What? The, the, the police. The, like, there's a riot, and then everyone coming in just felt very British. No, they look British. They the looked British, yeah. dressed like British police. It looks like they got British people. That's odd. And, and then I they, didn't think about that. And then Hiram gets in his little car and drives away, and I don't understand why Hiram had to show up at all, except uh, to show the, the audience. I guess. But that was weird. Also, um, importantly, Archie beats up three guards yes. before he's taken out. Because he's a dumbass. So. Yeah. And then... Mad Dog has supposedly been killed in the riots, even though he was not there at the football game. And then we have Betty and Jughead speak to Ethel about the game, and Ethel freaks out and says, like, I can't talk to you about the Gargoyle King or he'll hurt me. And then she has a seizure. This seizure is unrelated. Yeah. Then Archie meets Monica Posh, who is Veronica's blonde wing, who says she's from the Innocence Project, and she's going to get him out. Monica Posh, more Mo- like Money Caposh. <laughs> what the fuck? Got him! Oh, baby! Why Caposh? No, Mo- Money. Monica. Monica. Posh. Oh, Posh okay. Rich has All money. Right. Monica. Okay. Anyway. The reason that she has to do a disguise is because Hiram made the warden blacklist her from visiting Archie. Which means that there was some guard who had a blacklist that said Veronica Lodge. And then someone came in looking like Veronica Lodge and was like, my name is Monica Posh. And he looked at his list and was like, checks out. Go on in. Her eyebrows are unmistakable. There's no way. I've never seen a more obvious wig in my life. It was ridiculous. Um, maybe, um, maybe she's trying to match Betty's wig. <laughs> Then, this Aww, is light. Oh, this is light, Veronica. It's light, Veronica. <laughs> Diet Veronica. No. Evil Veronica be like, <laughs> I'm not abusive. I don't force Archie to have sex. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> I don't pressure people into taking drugs. Then we have <laughs> Kevin joins the RROTC. For, I, put a, put a boner. Moose, okay. Moose made it very clear he didn't want anything to do with Kevin. And Kevin, instead of respecting that, is like, I'm going to join the RROTC and make you uncomfortable. He joined the army for a boner. This man's a virgin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he joined the army to make out with a guy. Yeah. In the boiler room. <laughs> What the fuck? It makes me so mad because obviously they didn't forget that Kevin's whole thing is going into like discreet places with men because the boiler room comment proves that they remember that. So what they literally are like, yeah, Kevin sucks dick all the time, but we're going to have an anal. Why is the boiler room not locked? (laughs) The anal episode is coming, guys. That's what I'm calling it. Yeah, that's funny. Very funny. I don't know what episode you're talking about. Just next scene. 
You mean well, I can tell you. It, they go to the sex book. Is it episode episode 38? Because right <laughs> now this are... is episode 37 and then 38, 30. No? Wow. I'm trying so hard with the puns. I'm trying so hard. <laughs> they go to the sex bunker and have a gratuitous close-up shot of the penis entering his ass. <laughs> With with bold text, Kevin's not a virgin now. (laughs) Okay, so he just gets an like a a like an ass tattoo that's virgin but crossed out. My jokes are not. I really appreciate you trying to join the bit. I love you. I hate you. Chapter thirty, anal. (laughs) I tried. I'm tired. I'm typing that when we get the chapter. I thought that was funny. Um, was it funny? No. Why not? Oh my god. Then the warden visits Archie. I don't remember what happens though. He's like, oh, you beat up three of my guards. Sick. Oh, okay. Then we have Betty confused about why Ethel had a seizure too. Um, and she tells Jug that she's confused about it. And Jug's like, we'll figure it out together if you're up for it, which is cute. Um, then they walk into the room where Ben is, and Ben is sitting on the windowsill, and he says some crazy shit, <laughs> and then he jumps out the window. Yeah. Because this show just loves people jumping out of windows. I love when people jump out of windows. It's the, first, it's the first can window. I, can I tell you that after he jumps out the window, a car alarm goes off, and flying out, he lifted it on top of a car. <laughs> he literally jumps out of the window, and then there's like... Makes two, it to the parking lot? Three seconds, and then there's a car alarm. How did he make it to the parking lot? It was under his window. <laughs> no, there's, there's no way he was win- not even a sidewalk, just straight down to car. No, he launched. Yeah, he fell out and then planted his feet and just thrust. Yeah. It was really cool. You should have seen it. A car was illegally driving on the sidewalk at the exact <laughs> time that he jumped. Like, I don't know why a car alarm went off. Just query. Spoiler, I guess. Um, The Gargoyle King... Is like kind of Hiram, kind of this other thing. That why do they want people to die? Is because Ben was a little bit. <laughs> he was a victim of assault. Not according to the show. I just I don't understand if Hiram is trying to get people addicted to drugs, which he is. I'm addicted to cyanide, but he doesn't understand the cyanide. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, why is this not working? Why do I have no customers returning? What are the runes supposed to be in this plan? No customer loyalty. It's, it's a drug-related plan. Why? If they want to form a cult, if their idea is to form a cult around G&G, then it is, seems vitally important for the cult members not to die. I'm giving this a 9 out of 10 Riverdale porn scenes. It wasn't a porn scene! But there's gonna be things. <laughs> Frick me. I give this 7 out of 10 drug running 10 year olds. I'm gonna give this a 1 out of 10. That's positive. Yeah. But this is such a good <laughs> I'm It's giving, a classic. I'm giving a 1 out of 10 huge ridiculous bottles of cyanide. I thought you were going to say huge ridiculous schlong. No! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm upset about the cyanide still. The cyanide matches the schlong. <laughs> they, they went to the... Cyanide 
Why won't they measure the cyanide bottle? No! <laughs> they put that on Snapchat. It's like, it's like 10 inches by the way. I like the idea that this... Because the cyanide bottle does look vaguely like a maple syrup bottle. Yeah. But they just grabbed and they were like, Sorry, Aunt Jemima. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching, Sarah. I have been Odd Duck. Uh, I've been... What have I been? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't what know. What have I been? Well, I've been. Daddy I Dearest. Know. No, I know. <laughs> I was trying to make her say it. You're. I'm not that stupid. I've been Daddy Dearest. I've been Daddy Dearest. Well, I've been Don't Drink the Fresh Aid, so. Oh, you were Don't Drink no, the Fresh Aid? No, you were just Fresh Aid. You were, you no, were more things before the yeah. Fresh Aid? You literally were Fresh I I thought I was going well, to be Fresh seeing, Aid, and then hey, I introduced hey, Sarah, myself as Don't Drink the Fresh Aid. Seeing as this recording might have started uh, late. Um, and I forgot to record the first one. Um, who knows what her original name is? Oh, also, freaking have sex in a boiler room or in a dark room, actually. Have sex somewhere fancy. Do anal. Do and email us and tell us how it went. If you're if you're a lesbian, buy a strap. If you're straight, buy a strap. If you can't afford a strap, just shove something up your ass. <laughs> Take, if you're, if you're pumped for a strap, get a cucumber and like some rubber bands. No! And just woo Goldberg a strap. Just tell us how anal is for you. We want to know. We have don't. You a, have you ever had a threesome? This won't make sense because our dreams got cut. But if you have, <laughs> what was it like? Did you do anal? Did Let they leave know. after? <laughs>